signals for the Baltimore Colts. Unitas gives to Amici. The Colts are the world champion. Amici scores. Amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending, exciting, thrilling finish in the history of college football. California has won the big game. This is Phil Steele. This is Mike Burnham. This is Wes Durham. This is Mike Ashley. Hi, this is Chuck Foreman, number 44, the Minnesota Vikings. Woo, mercy, this is handsome Jimmy Vance, the Boogie Woogie Man. This is Coach Fry with Virginia Tech Football, and you are listening to Big Dog Sports Talk. Are you ready to rock? Are you ready to roll? Okay, let's do it. You're in the doghouse with Rick Watson and Big Dog Sports Talk on the WRAD Talk Network. 101.7, 103.5, and AM 1460. Streaming worldwide at WRADradio.com and the TuneIn app for your phone. Join the conversation now on the Baker Team Hotline, 540-639-4900, or text Rick and the show at 744-2990. And now your host, the big dog, Rick Watson. such a thing on a Monday. Baker Team Hotline's open for you at uh, 639-4900-744-2990 is the text line. Rick at New River Radio. Or message me on Messenger. We have Tim Thomas at 7.35 today. Before that, Marva in Miami at 7.05. You look at him once, you look at him twice, you look at him again, there's going to be a fight. Now, I'm a big Brian Setzer fan, but... In this video, he probably weighs 120 pounds. I don't think, you know, <laughs> you have a lot to worry about if you're eyeing his gal. Just <laughs> saying. Uh, how's everybody doing? Everybody okay? Everybody doing okay? Um, we'll review the basketball weekend. Good news for the Radford men. Not good news for the Tech men. Good news for the Tech women. 
as they win yesterday on Senior Day, and they also win the regular season title in the ACC. Talk to that uh, a lot more later on, especially when Tim Thomas joins us. I think even Marma is talking tech women's basketball today. Wow. Who knew? So we'll review all that, and uh, we had a lot of stuff go on. Man, a lot. And I do appreciate, uh, by the way, you can always communicate on the text line, which many of you do throughout the weekend, even when we're not doing the show. It's great. I appreciate it. Many of you brought to my attention just the horribleness of the high school basketball situation between Auburn and George Wythe in Class 1 where they were uh, holding the basketball (laughs) because there's no shot clock rule in the VHSL, which makes zero sense on any level. It just shows you again the VHSL is completely devoid of any common sense. So in other words, you start the overtimes, and without a shot clock, if nobody's putting pressure on the ball, you can just stand there and hold the ball and let three, four minutes run off, and then you can set your last play. It's, it's just insanity on every level. It takes away competitiveness. It's not fair to the kids, first and foremost. And it puts the coaches in a tough spot because one coach does it, the other feels like, well, I might as well utilize this as well. And it takes away from the whole spirit of the game and, like I said, the spirit of competition. And you're supposed to be a governing body of athletics. Fix it. Every other level of basketball has a shot clock. Why has this state continued to be, I don't know what the numbers are, maybe somebody knows, but why is the VHSL in the state of Virginia still without a shot clock in its basketball games? It makes absolutely no sense. And it's just a sickening vibe to sit there and watch. It reminds me of the Dean Smith North Carolina days. That's why when people want to laud Deed Smith as the greatest coach of all time, I just I really chuckle. First of all, that conversation is designated for only one, John Wooden. Everybody else is trying to stack on top of each other for second. But that was the, what the whole Four Corners was all about. Just to stand there and hold the basketball for however long. I remember one time there was like a, a game against Duke. It was like, 11 to 8 at halftime or something because I just it's just I don't know I was seeing the highlights and people were taking video just watching the kid standing at the top of the circle holding the ball in his hip while the time's running away it's got to stop I mean what are we doing seriously what are we doing someone tried to make it make sense And then the other thing was the Kyle Filipowski court-storming injury. We were all over this when it happened to Caitlin Clark. I'm still just bewildered how many people want to try to ignore that one because they don't like her or they tried to blame her for playing up her injury, which is the most ridiculous notion that you could stand on. Well, it happened again with the Duke-Wake Forest game. And I remember I had some people telling me, had some people telling me, hey, you're taking the fun. Don't take the fun away from the fans. No fan has any right 
to be out on the playing court or field until the other team is off of that court or playing field. Complete failure. I agree with Seth Greenberg. He went off on this whole matter. We've talked about it. Complete failure by the Wake Forest administration. Jay Billis was extremely angry about it. Of course, he's a Duke grad. It happened to a Duke player, so he's got a little bit more personally invested. I get that, but he's not wrong. He was firing off at the NCAA, and again, he also criticized Wake Forest. It's ridiculous. It's stupid. Nobody has a right to do what they do. And most of the time, it's students, too, who already feel entitled. These aren't the folks like me and you that are paying to sit in the chair backs that are charging the floor most times. And the thing that's most discouraging is to see the people's comments when some of these posts get started on Twitter and people trying to say that Filipowski was asking for it. Did you see him lower his shoulder? Just asinine assertions. And because it was Duke, and because it was that guy, I guess, people are like, oh, well, you, should, you know, it's not the fans' fault. I just make it make sense to me how this is still going on. <laughs> And make it make sense to me if you take the position that this is still okay to storm the court and or field. And if you're a Tech fan, what are you, what are you waiting on? You're going to wait until it happens to one of your players? You're going to wait until you win a big game and you have a player like Hunter Couture get taken out or Liz Kitley get taken out? You're still going to sit around and defend it? Let's go to the Baker team hotline. Hey, good morning. Hey, what's up, big dog? It's Polly. Hey, Polly, what's up? Hey, not much, man. I just want to get my two cents on this court storming, man. Like, I just want people to imagine. Imagine being Caitlin Clark or Kyle Filipowski right after you just lost a tough game. And the next thing you know, you got students running at you. What do you think you're going to do? I'm going to be pissed off, and I'm going to be looking to hit somebody. Absolutely, that's ridiculous. Absolutely, I'm going to be, I'm going to be pissed off, and I'm going to be looking to knock somebody out. I don't care. I'm pissed off. I just lost the game, and now you got hundreds of students coming at me. I'm going to protect myself. I'm sorry, Rick. This, no, this thing's got me. I get pissed. it. I get it. Me too, man. Thank you. Me too. Thanks, man. Appreciate the call. No, I'm with you. And to think about it too, I've watched the video a lot. Because I wanted to make sure I had the right take on it. And there were so many people that were trying to say, look, he's lowering his shoulder into the student. He initiated the contact. It is such a false assertion. Like, when you are having those students come at you full speed, and all you see is a blur of bodies coming at you, that student was very close to him. You're in protected mode. <laughs> right? It's not the player's fault how they decide to defend themselves or what actions they take. Mike Jones, it was a thing at Radford University. I'll just never forget it. Look, this place, 
Their people storm the court. If they beat us, do whatever you have to do to protect yourself. That's what he would tell his players. Because he was one that was really, really, really at the forefront of this. And this is, you know, five to eight years ago. Trying to get there to be some kind of change at the top levels that would condone this. Plus, it made zero sense from the perspective, much like the fans, and I'm sorry, Tech fan, but when you charged the field in Charlottesville when you were heavy favorites, Wake Forest was favored to win the damn game. (laughs) So, it's not like it was an upset. There's no defending this. And like I say, if you are defending it, I guess you're just going to wait around until it happens to one of your guys or your gals, and then, then, you'll take a stand. But there's not one national pundit that's supporting it. Wake Forest deserves to be criticized. And if you're going to have a situation where fans are going to charge, you have to make sure that the opposing team's players are off of the court or the field. It doesn't seem that hard to me. Right? Because you think about it, players can't get off. Like people, I saw some people saying, well, why don't they just leave the floor? (laughs) First of all, there's no room. Secondly, there is the handshake line. You know, that's supposed to be for the spirit of competition, whether you agree with the handshake line or not. I still like it. I like to see the coaches and the the players go through and, and do a handshake. I think it shows competitive spirit. So guys are usually going right to that. They've been condition their whole athletic career to go through the handshake line. That's why people don't get off the floor. And I know it's Duke, and a lot of people don't like Duke. I'm not a real big fan of Duke basketball. But none of this is on Kyle Filipowski, and it's just laughable to see how many people are trying to defend this. And I don't mean you, the listening audience. I'm talking about the people that are on Twitter that were trying to say that um, that this was something that was okay. Yeah, you've got to up the security. You've got to know the scenario. What opponent's coming in town? Absolutely. All right, could we have an incident after the game where they're charging the floor? Yes. Then we need to take precautions. Again, it's not that hard. If you wanted to prevent it, you could prevent it. But we're going to have, and I don't know what his uh, situation is. It's a knee injury. I don't know if it's something that's going to linger. Who knows? I I haven't heard an update on his injury. And by the way, this one, if you go back and look, this court storming began. The final horn had not even sounded 
For instance, the game was still going on. There were a few seconds left in the game when the fans were charging out on the floor. Let's go back to the Baker team hotline. Hey, good morning. Hey, good morning, Big Dog. What's going on? I got in. I got in on a little late this morning. It's okay. When I did turn it on, you were, talk, you were talking about uh, holding on to the ball. Were you talking about the, yeah. the regional games this weekend? Yeah, the VHSL's got to do something about this. Yeah, there's got to be a shot clock. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big Eagles fan, okay? Support them all the way. Sure. George Wythe was very comfortable with doing that. They started doing it during the regular part of the game. Right. And you could tell he, uh, Auburn had never – I don't know if they'd never seen that before, but they felt really uncomfortable with it. George With seemed like they were really comfortable with it. We were just lucky that they didn't make their shots. And kind of like kudos to Millers, man. He he coached them to do exactly what they did. Yeah. on the ball the whole four yeah. minutes. Sure, sure. But you, but you could tell Auburn was very uncomfortable with it. They, yeah. they really didn't know what to do in that <laughs> situation. And George With kind of harassed them the whole time. Which we didn't, but just luckily, you know, Nick made the shot and it That's worked right. out. That's right. Yeah, you don't blame. I don't blame the players at all. The coach. I think they're just like you said. Auburn was trying to counter what was happening to them, and this rule is in place. Yeah. It, the, the 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 fault, the responsibility lies on the governing body. All right. That's, that's yeah. The VHSL's got to fix. I mean, it. we knew. He, and I, I know nothing about basketball, but sitting in the arena watching it, we knew if. We went and made a shot, and they got the ball back. They were going to hold it. Oh, absolutely. So you, I mean, they, they weren't going to play basketball. And absolutely. That was their way. They were going to win. I kind of felt like they were going to win doing that. And But on the other hand, you know, the, the court storming, oh, absolutely man. against it. That's just crazy stuff. Makes no sense. Makes no sense to me. No. All right, you have a good day. Thanks, man. Go. Appreciate the call. Yeah. Yeah, let me clarify that. Yeah, the, what went on during the high school basketball? I mean, I'm not pointing fingers at any coaches because the rules in place. The finger pointing and the blame goes to the Virginia high school. League. I mean, why in this state do we not have a shot clock? Can anyone answer that question? I don't know the answer. I'm I'm just asking like you. We're getting a ton of text messages on the uh, the Duke situation. We'll get to those. Marva joins us along with Tim Thomas in hour two. We'll talk more about the tech women. More coming up. that uh, the Monster Truck Nitro Tour is invading the Salem Civic Center Saturday for two monster shows. 10,000-pound car-crushing giants compete in racing wheelie contests. And then they're going to have freestyle action during the Monster Truck Nitro Tour, which means they're just going to crush things. And you can also meet the drivers, etc. If you want to go Saturday night, uh, we're getting ready to head into the break. Call me up at 639-4900. We'll try to set you up with some uh, tickets here. We've got, uh, what do I have left? i got some tickets left here. Just uh, hang on the line uh, when I get to you. Um, I have to get to the first caller, then the next caller. But call me up if you want to go, 639-4900 to the Monster Truck Nitro Tour. 
on Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Marva, Tim Thomas, a little later on. We'll get back to your text messages about uh, some of the things we have talked about. Stay with us. We're coming up here as we roll along on a Monday. into the weekend we found out that the states of tennessee and virginia won their preliminary injunction against the ncaa about the booster funded nil collectives that now they can communicate with high school recruits and transfer portal players in the two states yeah as if this wasn't going on already but it does strike another defeat for the ncaa Six three nine forty nine hundred text lines open for you at seven four four twenty nine ninety. Um, we'll talk more about the Tech women's regular season clinching win yesterday on Senior Day with Tim Thomas on the uh, the hardwood seventy four sixty two. Liz Kitley thirty four points. She was twelve of fourteen from the line. And Tech won the game fairly convincingly. Fairly convincingly. Yeah, it wasn't really a big push by Carolina. They fell behind early. I think they had it down to, what, five or six. They hit that long three before halftime, but then Tech quickly spread it out. And we had a big crowd at the Dedman Center on Saturday, and the Highlanders knocked off uh, Longwood. So now... Radford in a much better spot, to say the least, in terms of uh, staying out of the play-in game. Still, ugh, still can't believe we're talking about that. But, yeah, in the Big South tournament. This is the final week of the regular season in the Big South. It's hard to believe. And Virginia Tech uh, men got pasted by Pitt, 79-64. And if you didn't already believe that Tech was out of any kind of NCAA consideration, well, now maybe you will. Um, Pitt shot 51% in the game and out-rebounded them 42-28. to 28. I mean, that's it's a lot. Sean Padula shot better, 26 points, but did not matter in the end. As uh, Pitt sends Virginia Tech into a uh, very tenuous situation as they just try to get right for the ACC tournament. They've got Syracuse coming up tomorrow. I believe we'll have Burnup tomorrow. We'll find out. I believe. But in any event... Text line has been open, and people have been commenting on the uh, Kyle Filipowski incident. I think you now know how I stand on this. It's ridiculous. I think defending this is just 
It's just an asinine assertion. It really is. No, you don't have the rights as fans to do that. And if they're going to not do something about it, then they have to do something leading up to it saying, look, the other team has to get off the floor. Even if you can't have police, and I had a text message about this, and this makes sense. Even if you can't have police all the way around the playing surface, you can at least make a barricade with the team and create kind of a, you know, a human taped-off line so they can get to the locker room. I mean, at some point, you just have to tell your players, look, just go ahead, don't worry about the handshake line. They're lined up there and get in. Get in and go. I think that's what they're going to have to do. And I don't know, again, the people are asking me, what have I heard about an update on his injury? I have not. Um, I know he has been very vocal about it. As a matter of fact, here you go. Uh, I felt a bunch of hits on my body. Talking about the sequence that led to injuring his right knee. This one was the worst of them. Like I said, it's just really ridiculous how you know that situation's handled. I know there are videos out there of me getting punched in the back, which he did. I love the way the people were trying to say that he's the one who shouldered the fan, yet did not pay attention to the fact that once he's injured, fans were hitting him. (laughs) That was okay, though. Uh, Because I feel like it was somewhat personal, intentional for sure. There's no reason why they see a big guy like me trying to work my way off the court and can't work their way around me. There's no excuse for that. But the fact that they were out there before the game even ended, this is a failure from the Wake Forest administration. I mean, the Wake fans were already neat the baskets ready to come out, and they did before the final seconds were off the clock. And to try to blame him for it, like I've said, I just... (laughs) It's almost as dumb as holding the notion that Caitlin Clark was trying to play up the situation. Because you're not in that situation, and to judge it just because you don't personally like the player reveals more about you than it does the situation. Like I say, you've got bodies flying at you at a million miles an hour. You get one stopped video that shows you trying to brace your body, like it does show Filipowski, like lowering his shoulder. I would be too. Anything goes at that point. Mike Jones, defend yourselves at all costs if they storm the floor. In other words, I mean, it's hurt or be hurt in some situations. And I don't have any sympathy for any fan, any moron who runs out there that ends up on the lesser end of some kind of collision or incident with a player, a competing player, who's trying to get off the floor. And to do it when you're favored to win the game just shows you how ignorant of a fan base you really are anyway, right? Wake Forest was favored 
by like four and a half points. Crazy. Crazy. Just crazy. It'll change because once you start getting lawsuits involved, once a serious injury does occur, then the administrations and the athletic departments will have to pay for it. And then once it starts hitting the wallet of institutions, people are asking me, that's when you're going to see it change. I know the SECs established some fines and so forth for the school. Wow, here's a text message, I think, defending it. Wow, I don't think you change because of a few times this happens. Isn't one time enough? Society likes changing everything for the outliers. So you're going to wait until it does seriously hurt somebody? That's like saying, hey, Bob out there, he shot a dude, but he didn't kill him. Let's just wait on it and see. No, I think you have to see what's going on. It's happened twice this year, one with the best women's player in the country and now with arguably the best Duke player. So we're just going to sit around and we're just going to wait and wait and wait until finally it happens, and then we're going to do something. No, I don't agree with that either. I mean, it's clear that we're leading up to something very seriously happening out here. But what I see is that, and I'm watching the video right now. I mean, Filipowski does extend his arms, but you can tell he's bracing. Because, again, you have these folks running right at him. Full speed, by the way. And he wasn't sticking a leg out. He was just trying to take a step. He's a tall guy, and he gets run into. I mean, I'm watching it right now. Yeah, sure, he lowers his shoulder. I would be, too. And then a minute later, the collision comes. They hit knees. And then you see fans kind of pushing him from behind as he's bending over because he's hurt his knee. Yeah. As he's bending over, you see a guy punching him in the back. Where are all the people that are talking about that? Wow. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, let's just wait. Seth Greenberg is right. Jay Billis is right. This can't keep going on. Just, I guess you just have to wait. If you're a Tech fan, you have to wait till it happens to one of your players, and then finally you'll, you'll pay attention, right? Is that where we are? Oh, it's not happening to us. This is kind of like Tech and the NIL right now in football. Hey, look, we kept all of our players. We're not feeling any of this. It's great. <laughs> hey, we haven't had any players get hurt, so let's just ignore it. Just ignore it. Don't want to change over a couple incidents. Okay. All right. And a lot of people text again about the VHSL. Look, this whole non-shot clock rule was just, I, I don't know. I mean, I can try to call Billy Hahn, and I'm not sure I'll get a response I will, I will try to get a hold of him. I'd like to see them come on the show and talk about why this is still a thing. We're in 2024 where the shot clock is vital at every level of college basketball. 
right? Why in the world does it not take hold at the state level here? I don't know. I simply do not know. Tech men get blown out by Pitt over the weekend. And, uh, you know, they're just, they just need to get right, right? They're just trying to get right. They're not a good road team. And they have a Jekyll and Hyde mentality. They just go on the road and, and they don't win. I mean, they're just a team that does not function away from Castle Coliseum. And they've got Syracuse tomorrow. They get Wake at home, and they go to Louisville, then they host Notre Dame. But I think at this point, you can finally put to bed, if there were still anybody who thought, oh, the metrics are saying they like... Just, just to stop. I mean, you're 7-9 and nine in the conference. You're 15-12. and 12. Your only shot to make the NCAA tournament is to win the ACC tournament now. Which, hey, they did it a couple years ago. And it's not like the ACC is this lingering juggernaut. Still see that now three teams are all that's assured of getting in. Carolina, Duke, and Clemson. Other teams are either... On the bubble, likely, but nobody is for sure because they keep beating each other. Pitt outscored Virginia Tech 43-28 to in the uh, second half on Saturday. Tech women jumped out to a 21-5 first quarter lead. They got outscored by 10 in the second quarter, but then they outscored Carolina by 6 in the second half, and uh, they beat the Heels 74-62. They win the regular season crown in the ACC, keep their winning streak going, and they are now ready for postseason play. And once again, they may owe it to the Duke game, right? The Duke game may have been the one, as Kenny Brooks even talked about it here on the show. Let's go back to the uh, Baker team hotline. Hey, good morning. Uh, yes, good morning. I love watching, uh, listening to your show. Uh, Thanks, man. Uh, talk about the uh, storm in the court. That's always scary and not very <laughs> not very smart. It doesn't happen very much in the NBA, you know, after that one time where the players knocked a couple people out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think a lot of it people don't, don't want to address is alcohol. Uh, they love to sell all the alcohol and make people feel bigger than they really are. Well, this is true, too. I mean, it's happening now uh-huh. where alcohol students are now able to drink at games. It doesn't help, does it? <laughs> no, it doesn't. And also, the, the I love the Hokies. And the, the game the other day against Pitt, man, the, the referees just took control over the, the game. And, I mean, I've never seen Mike Young that, uh, that upset about – I mean, we just had calls, calls, calls. And, I mean, it's no excuse. We should have – but they went. We went. The other team went on an eighteen nothing run there. So, because we had, you know, Couture fouled out, and I mean, we had our guys just foul, foul, foul. Which I, um, you know, some of them are fouls, but then some of them I thought were a little, little, you know, <clears throat> home cooking. But anyway, no excuse. We should have won, but it's hard to see us look like that. I love your show, and uh, Thanks, the Lady Hokies—they looked awesome. I, um. 
wish uh, we could, you know, you know, the rest of the season, I hope we can get three or four ladies that can, you know, score some points for us so we can have it more balanced. There you go. There you go. All I right. love the show, though. Thanks, man. Appreciate the call. Appreciate it. Hey, bye-bye. All right. Well, they did call more fouls on Pitt than Virginia Tech in that game. I'm just looking at the box score here. Right? Right? They called 21 fouls to 20 against Tech, but um, nonetheless, Tech's got a lot of road issues they got to figure out on the men's side. All right. We shall take a break, come back. We're wrapping up hour number one here on the program. Hope you're well, wherever you might be. Good stuff. Good debate. Good debate about all these topics this morning. Marva joins us. I wonder if Marva ever stormed the court while she was in Chapel Hill. I have to ask her. <laughs> Tim Thomas thought more about the tech women. Stay with us. More coming up. Come to the right man because I'm the candy man. Who can take a sunrise? Sprinkle it with you. Cover it with chocolate and a miracle. The candy man. Well, you know, they have Bucks of Donnie Phil up in the Northeast. We had our very own Godzilla this year go out. And not, <laughs> not see a shadow. And you just heard that, right? Low 60s for today. Ooh, loving that. Looks like Godzilla was right. Just saying. That means we're going to be... Uh, well, let's see here. We started in August of... It's been this... We started the fourth year in August. So that's now three years of sending out someone, whether it be Logan, whether it be Neil, and now Godzilla who have gone out and accurately, accurately predicted an early spring. Because when you're in the mid-60s in February, I mean, I know we're going to have some outliers, and I'm sure we'll get probably another blanket of snow somewhere. But that's, that's pretty good. I'll take that. Heading down to Charleston, South Carolina tomorrow. Radford plays Wednesday night. The longest trip of the year comes during the final week of the regular season. So the plan is to hopefully do a show on Wednesday morning from Charleston. Won't be here on Thursday since we won't be back until almost 4.30 in the morning. So um, don't know what Thursday will look like yet, but it won't be me. I mean, if y'all want to come in and do the show, you're welcome. We'll just leave the door open. <laughs> Peeps can just take it over. The Peep Takeover of BDST. But I will not be here on uh, Thursday. I'm hoping to do the show Wednesday from Charleston. All right, we still have some of the monster truck tickets for Saturday if you want to go. Call me up. We'll set you up at 639-4900 here during the break. Marva in Miami joins us next. 
But if you want to go see the monster trucks, call me, 639-4900. Hour 2, straight ahead. 